Right guys, welcome back to this episode of the Donnie XC podcast. Today I've got a very special guest, someone I met during a comedy night and he made me laugh my ass off to be honest. And it uh, seems like funny's in his blood. So uh, Scott, how are you today mate? Oh, I'm good Don, how are you doing brother? I'm doing alright mate, you know I found myself a new job, won't say what it was, don't want to dox myself. Um, but <laughs> quite excited, it's going to be nice to be not unemployed, I should be able to buy myself like, taste the difference if I need to, you know what I mean, treat yeah. myself. Should be, should be nice. You do taste the difference as well, mate. Well, 100%. I think, to be honest, yeah, so taste the difference compared to, like, so, you know, um, Tesco's had their deluxe range, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it costs, uh, I'd say it costs about more, it costs just as much as taste the difference compared to yeah. the normal Tesco's products. But taste yeah, yeah. the difference, quality-wise, is, like, here. Hell yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're not, they're not ripping you off. Whereas, like, yeah. The deluxe is better than the normal stuff, but price mm. range it should be like here. Like it doesn't deserve to be here up there with the taste of difference. Definitely not, man. There, there are certain things, right, that you can get away with buying the cheaper version of it, right? Like for example, I get, I get you know them Uncle Ben's rice packets, yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I buy a cheaper version of them, and there's only so much you can do with rice, right? So I, when when I when I got I bought one from like Aldi the other day, just a spicy Mexican rice, like forty p. You don't really taste the difference. Like you can get away with a cheap version of that, but there are certain things, man. That, look, yeah, yeah, it's worth for fucking pounds. Do you know All what right. I mean? Like this, I, I, this isn't what, where I was going to start, but let's get straight into it. What do you think the most value for money taste the difference item is? What for you is like if you could only get one taste the difference item ever again, this would be the thing that does it for you. Mate, it's probably going to be. It's probably going to be. Do you know what? I get. I get. Um, when I do roasts. I'll um, I get a lot of my meat from there, man. I'll probably go with a lamb joint, you know. Yeah. I'll probably go. I'll probably go with a meat joint, man, because they're they're like. I mean, my nearest shop to my house is in Iceland, right? And if you buy lamb from Iceland, and if you buy, it takes a difference. The same for his fuck meat is a That's big such time, a big yeah. Difference. Such yeah, a big boy. Difference. Even the way it cooks, mate. Like the final product, it's can't you can't. It's an intangible. It's not like you can put a word on why it's better. But it's just, it's yeah. that much more juicy. It's that much more, you know, it takes in the seasoning that much bit, bit better. Browns that much nicer. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. you sort of uh, go for, go invest in some good meat. That's, that, that'll be the method, the moral of this podcast. Invest in some good meat, guys. All right, unless you don't right. eat meat, invest in some good roughage. Or hay. <laughs> whatever you eat out there. But for me, it's going to be a meat product as well, mate. You know yeah. chicken liver pate? Yeah, yeah. The taste of difference, man. The taste, the yeah. duck liver pate. Oh my god! Oh, duck liver pate, lovely mate. Bad at Christmas. They nailed it, bro. Yeah. Oh, nothing like Christmas breakfast or like uh, Boxing Day like lunch. Like, oh, it's always yeah. lovely to have, man. Put in a sandwich with the roast stuff in it, oh, some of the cranberry sauce. Oh, so I've really put on a lot of weight this quarantine. Um, I put on twenty kg. You put on twenty kg since it started, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't own the scales, which is probably good for me because I'll probably find the whole thing quite <laughs> depressing. I, I, I don't know, like, it's, it's weird because I've probably, I've, I've been going out, I've been keeping active, I've been running, I've got weights at home and shit, but I do all, I've also spent the last year and a half sat on my ass every day, like, I haven't had to commute, I haven't really had, like, you know, I spend fucking 90% of my day in my flat, so yeah. the time's around and a lot of time eating shit, I mean, I'm on first name terms, I was with some of my just eat drivers around here, man, so... <laughs> I got five takeaways in a week, one week, man. It was tragic. But I had nothing else to spend my money on, innit? It was just all yeah. kind of takeaways. It's like once they start recognising you as well, they, you know, they, they give you a few more, uh, 
You know, they get there a bit quicker than the last time, you know, they treat you a bit nicer the next time, they throw in a little bit of extra sauce. It's one of those things. Speaking of tiny, do you know what I rewatched the other day? This film called Small Soldiers. And it's like they're like animatronics. I think it was made in like the 90s, yeah, but I've been looking for this movie since I was a fucking kid. And I just thought like it, it faded into non-existence and no one knew what it was anytime I asked someone about it. Then randomly it's on film four, like all of the fucking films that you forget exist. But yeah, great movie. Would recommend it to anyone. What well, film? Small Soldiers or Little Soldiers? I remember, well, I remember Small Soldiers. Got Tommy Jones doing one of the voices. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie, mate. Film, mate. Oh, Story. mate, do you know what? I, 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 I love a 90s film, man. Grew up on that shit. I remember Small Soldiers. Dude, the thing is, because I'm I'm the youngest, like in my family. Um, yeah, so My siblings are like a bit older than me, so like mm. most of my peers, I'm like, you remember VHS tapes and stuff like that, and like you get ones and it'll be green, and you'd be like, whoa, like I got a flood of VHS, and it's completely green. And I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. And they were like, well, we just had DVDs, and I was like, you didn't, you didn't live, you didn't live, you missed. Oh, pardon me, you missed out. Like rewinding it all the way to the start with your eyes closed so you didn't re-spoil a movie you'd already seen over and over again. It was very satisfying. I do miss it. Oh, believe. Oh wait, are you speaking, mate? Green would still be jittering. Like oh. they would still be moving when you hit the pause. But I remember. I'll... <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, mate. Pause, pause. Um, Hello. No, no, I can hear you perfectly now. I wonder why that happens. Let me. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to. I might I might drop off for you for one second, but I promise this will be fine. Connect to my uh, private router. All right, yeah. let's get into the questions. We've made this about just on, running off of it and uh, going a bit crazy, but let's get get to the fun. So obviously, Scott, like we met at the open mic. I thought you were fucking hilarious. Like um, I thought a lot. I feel I was quite a good. Oh, night. Like a lot, a lot of people told some really funny jokes and stuff, but then you see everyone on the stage. And they've all got a slightly different voice and slightly different jokes. There's some people leaning into parody. There's some people leaning into just like shock. There's some people leaning into sort of like anti-humor. Like um, what's his name? Trance. Trance. Oh, I don't remember his name, but he was hilarious. Dude. Yeah, I, I don't know what. By the end of it, I was dying like to him. But I, I don't know why. Like it's caught me off caught me off track. Do you know what? It was for the first three minutes of that act. Awful. What the fuck's this bloke doing, right? And 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 he he took so long introducing his song. I mean, keep in mind we were getting we were at five minute sets, didn't we? And yeah. he took so long to introduce his song. He only had about thirty seconds left by the time he hit the play button. So, <laughs> <laughs> song that he'd been bigging up for the last four and a half minutes. Well, building up to doing it for yeah. fucking four and a half minutes. He had, they had to cut him off after through his song. Um. Yeah, mate. It's, it was it was interesting that one because he was more prepared than anyone. He had his outfit on, didn't he? Yeah. He was like the rest of us. I was in a fucking t-shirt and shorts, like everyone else's cash. Yeah, this guy was. Casual. Yeah, no, he was. You see all sorts on the circuit, man. This he, he, he was he was next level, that guy. <laughs> but either way, everyone had their own different <laughs> brand, and you're like, who is this person like during the week? Like, who's this person Monday to Friday? So like, who is this person? Who is who is Scott Monday to Friday? Like. How would you describe yourself to someone if they were asking for your like career description or something like that? Um, do you know what? I, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm married now. I've been married for three years. I've got I've got a two year old son. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I I try and start to think. I, you know, I I, I I love my football. Uh, I, I do a nine to five job, but I'm doing it at home at the moment. Obviously, um, 
I love my oh, yeah, I love, I love my football, love my boxing. I'm big into sports. I like I like going to gym and stuff. Also, I like going to the pub. Love a pint, um, you know. So I, I sort of like yeah. very very um, much like everyone. I'm sure anyone from the UK has grown up with the person you're describing. <laughs> like um, just like someone who is very comfortable being themselves, but their self is like this very typical like what you see in the UK. And I mean, like, you know, I like boxing. I don't really like football. I watch UFC. I love going for a point. It's like there's all these things that are so paralleled through anyone who lives in this country, no matter where they're from. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We, we, we've got things that ain't common, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah mate. I'm just... Yeah, I, I, I'm... Um, what else am I doing at the moment? I mean, yeah, I, I was I was doing boxing training for a little while, but I've got I've got an injury in my hand, so I stopped doing that. Plus, I'm 33 now. I ain't going to get... I'm, 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 I'll be gassed off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That, that, that's the weird thing, yeah, because, like, especially, like, I don't know, you have this fantasy, like, I'm 23 now, yeah, and in my head, I'm like, I could still make it, like, if I wanted to, you know, I could still roll into a gym, and maybe they'd be like, wow, this guy's got crazy punching power, do you know what I mean? But I'm, that is just pure fantasy, like, if I walk into a gym now, there's people who've been there since they were 16, who have been knocking people out since they were, like, 17, do you know what I mean? And... I'm, I don't know. I don't think I could take a punch and then still be like ready to punch. I feel like I'd take a punch and I'd be like, "Get the get me the fuck out of here!" Do you know what I mean? Like now it's just flight all the way. Such a weird one. But I don't know. But either way, yeah. <laughs> now, do, do you know what? I got I got given I, I got told like my I, I was doing the training for a little while, right? And I, I like, it's just all about this fantasy. My my trainer said to me, and he was probably just saying it is an encouraging thing he said it to me it was like oh if you'd have done it if you'd have got into it younger he goes like i reckon you could have had like a, i reckon you could have maybe gone like maybe had like, had like a semi-decent like professional career doing it you could have made a living doing it right and i immediately took that to my head and i, I went around every pub in surrey for about the next year like i am tell me i could have been a bro tell me i could have been the next time if i put my heart <laughs> and the reality is that probably wouldn't have happened he was just trying to pick me up but i kind of convinced myself i've missed out on this opportunity to be a pro boxer i had it I don't like getting hit, I just do that kind of with it. <laughs> nah, fair, mate. To be honest, like, I've, I've always been sort of master of none when it comes to, like, sports. Like, do it for a bit, realise I'm not going anywhere, and then I just go back to the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, what's cricket? Not good at it. Back to the gym. Rugby? Oh, not good at it. Back to the gym. So the gym has sort of become my church, my sort of fitness or whatever yeah. it is. But it's, I don't yep. know, routine is routine. But speaking of getting out of a routine, what made you want to do stand-up? Was there like a moment? Was there like loads of people being like, oh, you should do stand-up, mate. You're pretty funny. You know, do you do stand -up? Was there a lot of that? Or what was it? It was a lot of that. I mean, the, the thing is, but, well, I heard a comedian say once, never do stand-up just because mates tell you you're funny in the pub. And there, there is something to that because a lot of the things that make your friends laugh, a lot of the things I say that make my friends laugh are kind of personal jokes within your friendship group. Like, if I, if I get up on stage... I'm taking the piss out of my mate Nathan. No one knows who Nathan is, so it don't matter. It, it, it's not going to find out funny. You're not going to be funny just because, like, to, to strangers necessarily, just because other people find. You funny. Uh, you, sorry, your friends find you funny. So, um, I, I've been, I've been writing stuff, and and I I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. There's always a reason not to do something in it. Like, you know, I had a kid, oh, I can't do it now. Right? But eventually, my my, my missus kind of said to me. Uh, just fucking, you don't want to go too grave knowing you ain't giving it a go. Do you know what I mean? So that was probably about three years ago. So I've been doing stand-up, I mean, I suppose technically it's three, but we had a year and a half where we couldn't really do nothing. So it's only really about a year and a half. I did I did a, a course um, 
not so much because I needed help writing, but just the way of structuring sets and stuff. I did one, it was called City Academy. It was with this woman called Kate Smurfway, who's like a quite well-known, she's quite well-known on the circuit. And um, I did her class and it ends with a gig, at a comedy pub in Leicester Square. And um, I, my first gig there, and it went it went really well. And um, I just cracked on with it after that, really, bro. I, I've just been, um, I've been doing it since. I, 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 um, I blagged my second gig. I, my, my friend runs a pub uh, probably about 10 minutes from me and they get big names they they get uh, they got a big out of there called um called math brown on my second gig and i never get i supported reginald diddy hunter did you get imposter syndrome uh, oh mate honestly oh, what the fuck was i doing there honestly i was sat in <laughs> room bro right and you had you had a comedian who just was just talking about he was sat there talking about how we how we done it edinburgh french yeah, and, and Reginald D. Hunters walked in, and I'm just sat. This is my second gig, and I was just, ah, oh, mate, couldn't have felt like I was. Like it, it was ridiculous. I almost said no when he said to me, "I can get, you on, I've got you on this gig. You can go, go on, do five minutes before Reginald Hunter." I thought, I don't know if I can do this, bro. Like, I did my first gig the day before, and then I, then I, I asked that Cape woman who'd done my class. I said, "What do you think I should do?" She's like, "I'll go for it." She goes, "You regret it if you don't." Um, so it, that was almost a baptism of fire, though, man, because because that gig went well as well, and I kind of felt like, and I. I in Reginald D. Hunter, by the way, coolest motherfucker around me. Such a good guy. Oh, oh no, I share my true identity. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, school governors, uh, please do not recognise me. <laughs> but no, that's actually really cool, mate. So, I'm, do you know what? I and it's weird. So I've met. There's there's two people um, doing this. When I've asked them, they've like there's sort of two similar answers. Like your answer is similar to me, where it's. And also, I agree with you. Oh, so many things to say. So I agree with what you mean when you say like, do not. If you're, if only your friends think you're funny, I don't think you're funny. Mm. Like I personally, like for me, like the the thing that made me was like, maybe I should give it a go. It's just karaoke yeah. for jokes. Do you know what I mean? Is what I was telling myself. And then like, yeah, it was just yeah, like yeah. people I didn't know, people I just met, and like stuff like that were like, oh, have you done? Have you? Do you do stand up? Like, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you, are you telling jokes right now? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. Like, uh, this is the only way this is the only form of confidence i've been able to build <laughs> like do you know what i mean like you, you sort of lean off of your humor to make you sort of feel closer to people sort of uh, that's what bounds you some people are just really good looking some people are good at sports some people are funny do you know what i mean yeah and um i i think i think it's been a crutch for me so it was people like saying to me like say we're saying to you oh do you do stand up stuff like that and it's really nice you had such a support of missives to go um to like sort of give you that yeah. little extra push as well. Absolutely, man. How, 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 did you start doing your podcast before the stand up or stand up before the podcast? Mate, so that's sort of similar to you. So I took a year off of uni and I was like, oh, like I took a year off because I hated it. Like it wasn't, it was just like, uh, get me out of this fucking school for a year, sort of year off. And I worked part time and um, I was like, and I'd had a few people at uni say, do you know what, go do stand up to the left. So I started similar to you. And it was going similarly wet. Look, so my first set, um, so the manager, oh, I don't know, should I be putting this out? He's not going to hear this. I'm not that big yet. This won't come back to buy me until like, at least like a decade, who cares? But um, like he was like the manager of the comedy store in London. And he was there and he was like, oh, like you're really good. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going? What's going on? Because this is still what? like my first set. Yeah. 
So this is me, like I went out, I got drunk with my mates, I was like, let me go on, it's my turn, hey, hey, and it just went really well. And he was like, it, it seemed like you've been doing it for months to learn, I was like, oh my God, instant like, instant imposter syndrome. I was like, this guy's just completely blowing smoke up my ass. So then like, I kept doing well, um, when I was doing open mics, I did have one yeah. set where I got, let's just say I'd had a few too many herbal remedies beforehand. And I was just completely like not in the room. I was like, I, I'd say a joke, but I'm not thinking about being funny or my body language yeah. or any of the other things that make something funny. I'm just be like, yeah. please laugh. Like that's like that. That's how it came across, and it was terrible. Yeah. Um, oh mate, I, I had a similar experience. I, I, I'm yet to do a gig yet where I've really, really bombed. Not, I mean, some have gone better than others, of course. But I've never, yeah. I've not come off yet and gone like, oh my god, that was a fucking disaster. But I did have one. Thing, similar similar to you. I don't know if you've done have you done the Lions Den in Leicester Square? It's one of the open no, mic nights. No, no, it's it's good it's a good little venue, yeah. And, but they, they have a weird format for how they do the acts. They they put 14 acts on a night, right? And um they do first come, first serve. You have to get to the venue and put your name down. Like old school. You don't email, you don't text, you have to be there right and put your name down, right? If you're employed and I got that's uh that's some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it was. I got lucky because because usually I work in obviously I work in central London when I'm in the oh, office, so I'm actually right. quite well placed yeah. to do the open. And, but I got there and I'd still been beaten to the punch. There was 14 acts there before me, and they said to me, "Right, we'll put you on a standby list, right?" And what they do is they pull one name out in the first half. They they like there's four or five acts get put in the list. The ones who haven't made the cut for the 14. And they'll pull a name out of the hat in the first half, and pull a name out of the hat in the second half. And I say, if you don't get pulled out of the hat, you're guaranteed a spot next time, but you won't be on tonight. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. I'm watching the show, didn't get pulled out in the first half. They pulled out the name of the hat in the second half, wasn't me again. I thought, all right, I had the day off work the next day. I thought, I'll embrace it as an audience member, right? And one of the acts who really been on, I'd got quite pally with, drinking with him, doing shots, blah, blah, blah. One act before the end, the fucking box comes on stage again. They're like, oh, we decided to do a surprise headliner. Pull my name out of the hat. At this point, Don, right, I had seven beers, three, four shots. I've gone stay. First thing I do is grab the mic. I say, I'm fucking pissed. I didn't think I was going to be on. So I did. It still didn't go. It wasn't a disaster, but similar to what you just said, I was quite noticeably, I was I was half cut. And yeah. But I didn't, they didn't tell me to be on. I thought I didn't see you. Know, it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Like, for my thing, I, I, I was like, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there in time. I'll have, like, a few performers. I'll have time to level down before... But because I got there, and then he was like, oh, do you want to go up? I was like, oh, shit, of course. Never say no. Never say no. Yeah. Just Never say, say no. no. It's, oh, why not? So it's the same. No, no is such a powerful word. My mum says no was my first word, so I really should hold it close to my heart. But um, <laughs> I say yes, and yeah, it was just fucking disaster. But that, that for me, like, similar to you, like, that was the only set where I was like, that, that for me was a bad experience. Like, I've never had a, a, a set where I've, like, because every set I've been like, I'm doing my best no matter what. And I always feel like, I don't know, like, have you, do you watch UFC? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Rose Namajunas? I believe Rose. I... Bald. Fuck. Um, just not, just became champion of like, strawweight division again, whatever. But before she went yeah. out and she rerun her belt back, she was like, I... I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And I know this sounds really stupid, yeah. Before I go out, I'm like, I'm funny. Like, I'm funny. Like, I can say what I want. I'm funny. I'll be funny. Just go out there and be funny. So that was the only Absolutely. time, like, I hadn't allowed myself that sort of... Like, an hour before 
um, the performance, I never look at material. I don't practice anymore. I just try to enjoy myself leading up to it so that I can go on stage feeling... It is literally confidence the sport. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be confident when you go on stage because 90% of the jokes in the delivery, innit? And if you're nervous, and people can tell you're nervous, if you don't have confidence in your own delivery, you can tell the funniest fucking joke on earth. But if you tell it and you sound nervous, people ain't going to laugh. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, me and you, our open mic night, me and you were on last. Yeah. Uh, weren't we? we? You were second last and I was last, right? Uh, we, we, so, we, we had all night to... Because to, to, they didn't tell us what I, Did they tell you when you were going to be on? I didn't get told I just, No, I, 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 I kind of hated like, um, <laughs> But it was it, Yeah, it's, it's it, No, I was I was saying like Yeah, because me and you were on, I, I, I was just kind of sat there waiting to Waiting to get put on I, 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 I can't expect it to be put on in the first couple of people But yeah, like, me and you ended up going last, didn't we? And um I'm also I'm not big believe I, I don't judge people for doing it I don't but I don't I don't write notes on my hands either I don't yeah. I, I I see I, I think it takes I think it takes someone away from from the performance do you know what I mean and, I, and a lot of acts do it like I've I've done gigs where there's a guy I've done a gig where the guy, there was a guy there trying out new material and he'd been on Mock the Week and shit and he had all this stuff written on his hand and I thought particularly for five minute sets five minutes learn your fucking set do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I mean like that that was my opener like because like since stand up's been back a lot of notes and a lot of note readers a lot of like and i'm just like yeah. oh, i don't know like I, so what was what was that? i don't remember what my opener was it was um i was i was half considering writing writing on my hand like some bootleg uh, prison break or something like that and like yeah 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 it's just it's just ridiculous i don't cuz my thing is even if you acknowledge it it's like the audience knows you but it's one of the only jokes where the audience is too in on the joke for it to ever be yeah. funny because they're seeing yeah. why it's making it not as good of a performance. It's almost better not to. Um, is like I pr- it would be better to be like, oh, I practiced this. I, I practiced this set the last month. I've got it completely committed to memory. So uh, enjoy, guys. Yeah. And then you whip out a piece of paper. Then it would be like, oh, uh, you know, like. Da-da-da. But when it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've got a piece of paper to help me out. Let's see if that helps. You just sound like a prick. Like I, I, I don't know. Like put the work in, recite it back. It's five minutes. If you can't remember five minutes of information, wait. Sorry, what was that, mate? <laughs> exactly. Sorry, bro. I think I, I, I think I've fallen behind for some reason. Sorry, bro. Um, That's all right. No, I, I agree with you, man. It's, it's the equivalent of an actor walking around with a script in his hand, isn't it? It's just yeah. like it kind of takes some performance, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I don't know, but um, that that takes me to the second question I had. So, how would you describe your uh, your brand of comedy? Would you say dark humor? Would you say storyteller? But what would you what would you title that? I, I would say a lot of it's storytelling. Like I mean, in a five minute set for me, typically I'm probably only telling three or four jokes, but they're kind of stories, uh, kind of thing. I throw the odd quick joke at us. I'm quite self deprecating. Like I, I take the piss out of myself quite a lot. Um, you know, I've got received an airline. I'm ginger. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know there's, there's a little, you know, I'm slightly overweight. There's stuff to work with, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're just tools in your arsenal. Uh, it's more ammunition. Exactly. And it's, it's hard to heckle someone who's up on stage taking the piss out of themselves. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Um, um, but no, I would say, yeah, quite a lot of it's sort of storytelling. Um, I, no, I briefly, when I first started doing it, I briefly thought I wanted to do like one-liners, you know, like fucking Stuart Francis or, or, or something like that. But, um, I got about three or four in, and then I realised, you know, that's actually a lot harder. These sort of one-line jokes are actually a lot harder. They're actually harder to do than than 
than um, than the stories because the stories you're giving yourself a time to make it funny and build up to a punchline. The one-liners you've literally got to make. You've got to go from one to sixty, and it's actually quite a hard brand of comedy to do. So I sat that off after. Yeah, I I can't like the one-liners. I can't either. Um, mm. I don't know what it is. I I think it's like um, maybe it's I don't know because it's me. Like I'm telling stories, and that's my comfort level. And I like telling my friends stories. I like telling people at bars I've just met. I like telling people in the smoking area stories. Like anyone, if there's a story to be told, there's a story to tell. And I really enjoy doing yeah. that. And I that's the only way I'm really like. Because I feel like eventually the punchlines are less important than the image you've created with the story. Like, um, like the yeah. joke, the the one where I'm like, in my head, my mum tells me about my dad's arrest. Yeah, pokes her pokes her head into my room. Like the image of her doing that is a lot funnier than the way I'm gonna tell it. So as long as I can portray why I found it funny, I hope they can find it funny. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. I mean, it's, it's yeah, I, I, I put a lot of my material out of, like, real-life situations. Like, I mean, you exaggerate it a little bit, to be fair. But first rule, first rule I've got told in comedy is never, never let the truth get in the way of a good joke, right? So, obviously, there's elements you have to exaggerate things to make it funny. But I do I do base a lot of my material on on real things. Like, um, like I, I did a bit in my set when, when the, the night you were at where I talked about my friend who told me Alexa was spying on us and, and, and I kind of was feeding his Alexa. I do have a conspiracy theory friend who, who was telling me that stuff the other day. And like, you know, it's mad like, when you switch into that mode, but you, you listen to your friend say something, you think, oh, I could do a bit on this. I could do, I don't know if it's just like... <laughs> do, do here's what I do, yeah? I go, wait, shh. And then I record a voice note of me telling a fake joke. And I'm like, all right, carry on. And it just completely throws <laughs> off the momentum of like any interaction. Like, But yeah, like you do recognize that. Like even like... You're, you're arguing with a homeless man. You're like, oh, this is a this is a good three minutes. Like this, do you know what I mean? Like everything is just, it's yeah, it's all part of one big puzzle piece at this point. Yeah, but that's the fun oh, part think... about it though. Like uh, I do think, uh, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people lean on humor to make difficult situations seem easier. Like I think usually the funniest people have like weirdly like the most pessimistic mentalities when it comes to actual life and stuff like that so like do you feel like there is that sort of um like have you ever heard that joke uh, i don't it's like a story and it's like um this man goes to his psychiatrist every day and every single time he goes he's like i can't do this anymore like i'm so upset i'm so i can't i can't make anyone like i like i just can't make myself happy i feel sad all the time and then he goes back week after week and then on, on like the 50th week he's like look like I, I appreciate all the help, but I can't keep coming to these sessions. I don't want to keep talking to you about talking with you about my problems. And then he, the psychiatrist goes, "Look, there's one more thing you should try. Um, the great Bozo the Clown is in the city, and he's doing a performance, and he's the funniest man in in the world. And anyone who goes to see him laughs, and they un uncontrollably. And he looks at the woman, and he goes, "Ma'am, I am Bozo the Clown." So it's one of those things where it's like that some of the people who can see the nuance and see things from a sort of fucked up funny perspective, that is coming yeah. from itself, sort of a weird, I don't know, insecurity about themselves in, a, in an odd way. <laughs> but nah, um, do you feel like what is, like, have, have you, do you feel like you've always felt you are a funny guy? Like even from youth or adolescence, like is it? 
Yeah, I mean, I'd always, I've always tried to make people laugh, like always, you know, even if you, whether it's people you work with, where you know, whether it's your family, you know, that. I've always thought, I've always managed to be able to get a laugh from people. Some people find you funnier than others. Some people, some people don't get you. I mean, I've, I've been in the room where I've tried to make people laugh, it ain't really gone down well. Like, not necessarily on stage. Haven't we all? Absolutely. I try, try to be funny. A wedding, try to be funny. You know, like. Um, you're not. You're not always going to be everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but no, I've I've always tried to always tried to be funny. It's kind of yeah, that's kind of my thing. I'm not a particularly good looking guy. I'm not the most sporty. Similar to you were getting at like humor. Part of the thing I'm good at out my out my mates. Do you know what I mean? I've got a lot of mates. Who are pretty boys. Got six packs. I can tell a joke. That's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> so, you do it well. You, you do it very well. Oh, that was that was easily my oh. favourite set from the night. Um, I can't lie. Oh, thank the, you. That lamp. Oh, that. Oh. The lamb shank and the mint sauce bit—that is like a—that is a very powerful like. You you've got easily a good ten minutes there if you wanted. Do you know what I mean? Like that that I I love the perspective on that. Well, that's hilarious. Yeah. The only problem the only problem is with that with that bit is um, see that the premise of that joke is I'm being mugged. I'm six foot four and like seventeen stones, so people have to suspend their disbelief. I look like I'm the one who should be doing the mugging. Um, I think that made it funnier. But. Uh, <laughs> It's like putting, when you put yourself in it, and like, you, you, I don't know, like, because you're, you're obviously, the way you're telling the story, you're like, you're not, you're, you don't seem afraid. I imagine in the situation you were, but like, because you're like, it's, it is what it is, mate, like, da -da -da -da, like, it goes to the, like, the imposing character of it, because then it, it just lends itself to the story that, yeah. like, none of it needed to happen, like, you are intimidated, like, I don't know, I, I, I found it hilarious, to be honest. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, do you know I've only done that bit. It's quite. It was, I wrote that bit shortly before lockdown happened, and I'd done it in a few gigs, and it's it, it'd been getting a few good receptions. And I almost because because I've spent a year and a half writing material without having anyone to do it to. I almost didn't put that in my. Seat. And I'm too. I'm too. I was too focused on trying to impress them rather than just make the audience laugh. Just make the audience laugh as much as you yeah. can make the audience laugh, and you will always impress yeah. any onlookers. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's like, that, that's where I was fucking up before, like for me personally, like I, I'd get bored of material too often. I'd be like trying to do different jokes every single week. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But then I noticed when I'd fuck up, I'd really, I'd go back to a joke I told that I knew was good. And I was like, what if I just put all the bits I knew were good? In, and then I was like, like it, it's not about your enjoyment at the end of the yeah. day. You're the performer. So make the audience yeah. enjoy it. And that, that should be your main focus. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone's got their fallback jokes. Like, yeah. I, the, the, night of, the night we did our gig, right? I, I thought the knife bit would take me to the end of my set, right? The, the, sorry, the, the, the bit with the mugging and the lamb and that. But I finished that story and the dude hadn't come onto the stage yet to get, oh, fuck, I've got time left here. So I actually ended my, I probably ended my set on my weakest joke, but I could, because I didn't think I'd get time to tell it. I kind of had to go, oh, fuck, I've got 30 seconds here. I better think of something to fill the time. Because I always try and do the five minutes. You don't want to come off early, do you? You want to try, if you only get a five minute set, you want to finish it. And um, yeah, because I'd gone through all my, uh, what I thought was going to be five minutes in about four and a half, I just had to crowbar in like an old joke I hadn't told in ages on there. It wasn't even that good. So I kind of ended the joke. Yeah. I kind of ended my set on a bit of a weak one, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, it don't always go perfectly. You forget shit. I mean, that's one thing you do when you don't write things on your hands and that you do, you do forget lines and stuff, you know, it happens. Yeah. But I'd rather, I'd rather forget the odd line and fucking can't do it with my hands full of fucking writing, man. I just. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sit well with me. It's like, it, for me, I'll say it, I'll say it. 
looks a bit lazy. Looks a bit lazy, and like, that like, and I still I get what you mean. Like before, it was like when I went through, um, like I thought my dad story would last a lot longer, and but I yeah. and then I remembered stuff after I'd started the next bit, and I was like, I can't go back to it. Like I can't go back and retell it and get those minutes back or seconds back or whatever. Yeah. So then I'm on my second joke, and then yeah, yeah. I, I ended around like four thirty. But my thing was like, yeah. as if if I have five minutes, if I've done four minutes and thirty seconds, I would much rather leaving people wanting more and then be like, well, guys, that's yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I I I'd rather walk off a bit early at a high. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, like because I, I I once once I don't know what it is. Like you can do good for four minutes and forty five seconds, and then if I fuck the last fifteen seconds, I leave thinking, was I shit? Like was that? Was that whole thing shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's that whole you're only as good as your last joke thing, isn't it? If the last joke before you leave, if you smash the set for four minutes, but then you do one towards the end, it don't go down well, and you come off stake and be like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, that, that's kind of what happened. I kind of, I kind of thought the set had gone well. Then I think I even said, I think I even said after the joke, I went, I always end on a fucking strong one. Like, 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 I kind of almost poked fun of the fact that it was probably, yeah. Uh, no, I was just basically saying I, sh- I should have done what you'd done and, and after I'd finished the plan set in my head just left rather than try to, to fill the time because I'd done about four and a half minutes at that point but it's all a learning process isn't it? Oh yeah, of course, 100%. But no, I really appreciate you coming on mate. Um, I've, I've wanted to have someone I've met like another comedian I've met from another comedy night on the podcast so this is the first for me and uh, I'm really glad you, you got to be the one because it's, it's very enjoyable. It's... Uh, I know it's nice to sort of geek out about comedy oh, a bit as well. Like yeah. you can sometimes I'm watching a comedy set like a, a stand-up special with my friends, and I'm like, "Now, nah, did you get that? Did you get that one? Do you know what I mean?" I'm like, I'm dissecting it instead of yeah. Around. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. So it's nice to be able to geek out about it and know the other person's still going to be on the end of the line and not just hang up on you. Oh no, of course, mate. No pleasure, man. As soon as you told me about it, I was like, hell yeah, I'm in, man. I, 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 you know, it's important to support each other as well, man. Like, you know, it's, it's we're, all, we're all on the same on the same team. And, and no, mate, I, I, no, it's, I, I, like I said, you were my, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm blowing smoke up your ass, but you were my favourite actor of the night also. And I told you that at the end of the, yeah, that at yeah, the end of the show. It's a nice, uh, nice exchange. It was. I love I love yeah. your compliment, mate. My ego can, my ego can take it, mate. <laughs> um, but no, like, it, I, I, it did it, for me like that meant that for me like that's what made it a very enjoyable night like and it might sound boastful like people saying they enjoy other the other comedians saying they enjoyed your set does mean so much like I don't know it's a weird one like when people in the audience enjoying it it's like yeah but you guys are fucked up and you're eating pizza how would you not enjoy it but um, the people who are there nervous and they can still enjoy your set that means a lot for sure um, yeah let's get to the fun questions now so uh, Go on. there's a few things that this week have been, um, you know, that I've, I've sort of had questions about that I don't really properly understand. Um, yeah. Football. I don't fucking know anything about football. And Fair enough. I didn't know someone almost died on the pitch. And I don't yeah. know anything. Like, so I, I, all I hear is, yeah, someone had a heart attack on the pitch. And I was like, oh, oh, what? And I then I hear nothing else about it. So what actually happened with that? This dude, so it was it was Denmark versus, uh, I think it was Austria, right? And uh, there was a yeah. player called Christian, who he played in England for a little while. He played for Tottenham. And um, he, he 
he basically just with no one near him, not not he didn't get tackled or nothing. He just fell to the ground and like collapsed. And um, yeah. I'll be honest, mate, I, I was watching the game live at home. I thought I thought he I thought he died. I thought he was dead. He it's one of them ones. His eyes were open, and like you know, like but not in the good. You know when it's sort of. It looked like he just died. His eyes were—he was like dead behind the eyes. His eyes were kind of bright open, and uh, they were—they were, they were uh, a lot of the TV channel got a lot of criticism because they were showing footage of him lying on that. Like, I mean, he was—he was looked like looking like he was banging trouble. His his uh, fiance, uh, his wife was brought onto the pitch. You know, uh, he's basically they had all of his teammates circle him so that the cameras couldn't see why he was getting treated. But um, oh, mate, he he came. He won't play football again. Never. I think they've had to put a. I think they've had to put a panel fucking worse. So, um, yeah, no, he was, he was, it was, it was quite harrowing footage, man. I've got to say, it was. Sorry, yeah, it's it was, sorry, but he's, he's all right. He's recovered. He's recovered. But because you've had footballers die on the pitch before, it has happened. I've never, I'd never even heard about that. Like you hear about boxers sometimes. Like you hear about UFC fighters, they leave, they have a brain damage. Like what was that? <laughs> it was like it was basically like an undiagnosed heart condition that he didn't know it. Um, and yeah, mate, it, he's, he's only like 28, 29. Fucking yeah. fully like a fit, fit fucking athlete. Uh, Jesus, God knows what happened to me if I go back on a football pitch if he's collapsing. <laughs> Do you know what? This is going to sound pretty harsh, and I don't have a you know I have no stake in the game. This I I, I wish this guy the best with peace and love. But when I hear undisclosed heart condition, twenty eight, I think cocaine you know that's what i think that's where my head goes to it just goes straight to cocaine you know it's snow i'm like how 28 random heart condition has no signs of it in his youth come on it's gotta be something man but yeah either way so i can't yeah the fact oh yeah i don't want to keep going on to the coat about the cocaine thing but yeah like put like i'm glad he was all right i'm glad someone didn't actually die on the pitch but I don't know, like when it comes to football and the like. What is the Euros? What are they? It's it's basically a, a, a Europe. It's a competition between like I think it's twenty four teams from across Europe uh, compete. Uh, so it starts with like I think it's so there's twenty four. So how many fours going to twenty four? I think there's seven groups. To seven. Six. Fuck me, my maths is shocking. Um, but yeah, basically, um, yeah, it's basically just it's basically a watered down version of the World Cup. Basically. It's, Fair. It's the World Cup without the without the South American and African teams. Really, it's just basically just the European competition. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to England. I'm going to England, Germany on Tuesday. Oh, really? we're, we're in the second round, and I'm, I'm, I managed to brag a last minute ticket. So I'm actually on Tuesday. That's actually pretty sick. Man. I like the fact. One thing I will say is it's nice. It's not just in one one country. I know that's because of the Corona stuff, but it's sort of allowed the whole of Europe to enjoy it. Which is nice to see, especially for someone like me who doesn't enjoy it because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see people come together over it. You know, like before, like football would have just been like, when, if that once that guy died on the pitch, it would have been people like, yeah, come get your boy, man, <laughs> gave your boy a heart attack. Do you know what I mean? Like the football hooliganness for me has always seemed like that kind of crazy. It, now it sort of seems like it's mellowed down a bit um, for now, I guess. Do you agree? Is that like what would a seasoned football fan say? So, yeah, man. I mean, football hooliganism is it, it still it still exists. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's still it, it, it's still like I don't know. 
Whereas back then it was a back in the eighties and nineties it was a bit more organised. There were people sort of meeting up and beating the shit out of each other. Nowadays it's just a, a bunch of chubby little dickheads in Stone Island jumpers having a can of Stella and a line and thinking they're like you know just wanting to fucking start a fight on the weakest smoke in the pub. It, it, it's not. I mean, I've not really experienced it at any of the games I go to, but I, I, I know, I know it does exist still, and, and there's obviously still, there's obviously still a big emphasis on racism in football at the moment. You know, yeah, people I mean, taking the knee and football. things like that, and that's been getting, that's been getting booed. Like, you know, you've got half, uh, yeah, that's that, that it, very, very, yeah. I mean, I mean, people, will, you know, they'll they'll take the knee on on Tuesday, no doubt, and and I bet I guarantee there'll be people in um, people in the stadium booing it then. I won't be one of them, um, but. but it, <laughs> It's, it's yeah, it's 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 weird. You do you, you, there are dickheads in football, yeah. But I, I just think they. I think with football hooligans and that, it's just they're not really fans of football. It's just an excuse to have a tear up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But now to a real man's sport, boxing. You you let it slip before that you like boxing, you know, as much as uh, do you know? British people actually really fucking love boxing. Like uh, I I don't I know. Frozen on me again. Oh shame. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, no, you're back, you're back, you're okay. back, apologies. But um, yeah, Brit- British people love boxing, and I think we're all, ve- like, all of us are like, Tyson's going to be- beat Wilder, none of us even care about that. Like, that's just a sham yeah. match, because Wilder realised he would never be put back into discussion if these two fought, and they would probably go on to have a quite yeah. historic, like, trilogy. Um, that's why he just called that card, like, no one has respect for Wilder right yeah. now. But who do you think, who do you have between AJ and yeah. um, Tyson? I think, I think Tyson, I think, um, I think would, 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 oh, hang on, my TV's just randomly turned on, hang on, two seconds, uh, sorry, don't want any background noise, um, I, I think, um, I think Tyson Fury is a very unorthodox boxer, I, 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 he's got a very unorthodox style, man, I, um, I do, I like them both, I like AJ, I went to AJ's first professional fight, Oh, um, I went to I went to AJ versus Klitschko. Um, I, I mean, I'm a bit, I, I love AJ, but I, I I think Fury would get a points decision. I don't think Fury would knock AJ out. I think, I think Fury would get win on points. Would be my prediction. How about yourself? I, I 100% agreed with everything you just said. Um, I like I love a, I love both of them. I love AJ. I love like Tyson as well. I think they're both unique characters, personality wise. Like I think both. Champions, champions wise, I think they're both good for the sport. I think they're good like representatives. Yeah. But the way yeah. the way Tyson built beat Klitschko versus the way AJ beat, built yeah. beat Klitschko for me is like that's the discerning thing. Like it was close and hard fought when AJ fought Klitschko. Tyson danced around him like the whole fight, um, and and he didn't finish him, which I don't think he'll finish AJ either. But I think it's I think he's gonna make. I think people yeah. will be surprised how close of a fight this is going to be, and I think Tyson takes it no. like just by decision. Yeah, I don't think AJ has the same cardio that he has. That's all. Well, Ty- Tyson's not a big puncher, which is mad to say for a fucking nine fucking twenty stone dude. But Tyson's not a big power puncher. It has been. But yeah, so we both got Tyson winning by decision. Not gonna if we if JJ if AJ wins, I'm sure like both of us if AJ's to win, it's got to be a knockout, right? Anyway, let's go into the last segment now. So, this last segment is called Am I the Arsehole? Yeah, right? no so worries. 
It's on Reddit. People suggest they write stories about situations where they're worried that they're gonna seem like the arsehole. They're gonna seem like a bad person. All this stuff. And a lot of the times they're, they're not bad people, but some of the times they are. So we're gonna have the final say on who yep. these fucking scumbags are. Right? No, of course. So I just want to say, since we turn my camera off, I can hear you fucking perfectly. We know, know for next time. I know. Next time, we we just got to do it like this. Strip the whole fucking yeah. thing. Get, I, my I, mug, get my mug on screen for about five seconds and then turn me off, mate. Because I'm going to hear you. Oh, you've been perfect since we turned my camera off. <laughs> it's such a weird... That, that's, that's, the, that's the weirdness of it, isn't it? That's uh, having a remote podcast. One, the, the aim is one day to have a studio, but... I want, yeah. Eh, I'll start thinking about that once I'm earning money from this. So far, I'll invest in a laptop and do my best. Um, no, of course. All day studio one day, mate. Good aim to have. Yeah, yeah, mate. Picture myself being a... A really left-wing version of Joe Slogan. Because um, <laughs> ever since he moved to Texas, he just has like I don't know. It's great. It's not. I used to really enjoy the podcast before he moved to Texas. Now it's like yeah. every other person is like a civil rights, like sorry, like a guns rights NRA. I'm like I don't care. We don't even have guns here. No, no. I I, I like Joe Rogan, but like I remember I went to listen to one episode one day, and it's like three hours. I haven't got three hours spare to listen to someone else talk. Fuck it out. I don't even listen to my wife for that long a day, and I live with her. <laughs> <laughs> By design, I imagine. <laughs> but either way, so am I the arsehole? Yep. Um, my classmate saved a goldfish by saved goldfish by releasing them into the ocean, and I called her a dumbass. Right, so <laughs> my classmate recently made a TikTok and showed me and a group of people at lunchtime. They were next to our table, so we heard the girl saying, Hey, look at my TikTok. I made, I made. come check it out. Jesus Christ, the person sounds so fun to be around. And, um, <laughs> and in it, she explains how she rescued goldfish from the pet store and released them into the ocean so they can be free. Oh, my God. All right. Um, I was horrified upon hearing this. I love fish and have several aquariums. So I'm fairly knowledgeable on them. Oh, you sound like an even bigger dickhead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about how knowledgeable you are about fish? Jeez. Well, why, why are you not? Anyway, sorry. Look, I've watched enough Blue Planet as much as the next guy, but I wouldn't call myself knowledgeable on fish. No, it's um, <laughs> I walk over and I asked I ask her to show me the video and I facepalm. She asked me why and I said, you realise actu you're actually a dumbass, right? This is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Her friend says, well, that's just rude. Why would you say that? Because she cares. Oh, my God. These, uh, these, I'm going to give these people that they're in school. I'm going to give them that. Because they're, yeah. they're in a cafeteria. They're children. This is very important to them. Knowing a lot about fish is very important to you when you're a child. Uh, <laughs> it matters a lot. Um, to which I had to explain to her that gold water <laughs> that goldfish are freshwater fish and they can't survive in the ocean because it's salt water <laughs> so they would be dead in minutes they basically, they basically choked to death and salt filled their gills lastly you never release animals into the wide wild there are goldfish that are destroying our rivers and lakes because of dumbasses like her oh okay that's why you were proud about being knowledgeable about fish. <laughs> you actually had key specific knowledge on this, like niche, niche knowledge and understanding about why this was bad for fish. Good. Fair. Well done. Um, I didn't know any of that. I mean, I don't think anyone comes out of that story looking great, if I'm honest. <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
That's not the full, that's not the full end of the story. Oh, right? oh, fuck me, they say that I'm a bully and walk away. I later get called into the principal's office who told me I was expected to apologize. I said no. I stand by what I said. I fucking love fish. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. But I have to have that. Um, <laughs> fuck ignorant people. I love some of it. <laughs> I'm serious, I'm being that passionate about goldfish. <laughs> Dude, this person is passion um, in rising form. Fuck ignorant people who destroy the environment. My parents were called over and got, I got sent home. And my parents are pissed I refuse to apologise. I might get suspended. Oh my god, bro. Jesus Christ. Is, I mean... Just go to school, bro. Yeah. Just don't... Just There's bigger things going on. I'm not being funny, though. I don't think um, is that is that the whole story, by the way. That's the whole story. That's the whole story. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think anyone. Look, the, the girl that released the fish obviously was well intentioned, um, but at that age, you're not. You're probably not doing it to save the fish. You're doing it so you can post on TikTok telling yeah. people that you. Save exactly. fish, you? You're doing it, you know, it's virtue signaling. Like, you're doing it. You're doing it to get fucking praise off other people. So they're kind of assholes. But also, I can't side with some <laughs> some uppity, uppity fucking girl who starts lecturing people on golf. I mean, I, listen, I'm 33 years old. I didn't know goldfish couldn't survive in salt water. I mean, it's, but, it's one but, of them... May where, I ask, if you were yeah. planning on it, do you think you would have Googled, can you release goldfish into the sea at least? If you were that's actually, that, if you were that, actually yeah. trying to sa save them, yeah, you would have done no. that at minimum. No, that's very true. If you're going to give it the Ace Ventura, you should at least fucking... Yeah, no, you should at least have... Because <laughs> I'll be funny, gold, goldfish already don't have great lives. I mean, bloody, you can win them at fun fairs if you hook a fucking yeah, duck. Yeah, I mean... They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're like fish brilliant. slaves. Like, yeah. you can get them for free if you throw enough ping-pong balls into these jars. Like, it's... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah they're, they're already... Come on, like, it's, it's not... It, and But also, it's not the thing to get on your soapbox about. Like, no, no one cares... That, this is an iRobot and you're saving all of the robots. You're not saving all of the goldfish. Like, in, in, in essence, you let these ones die. So you standing on your soapbox about this does not... It does nothing for anyone. Um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I, I don't... I think... I mean, getting into the... <laughs> Uh, being called a bully and then getting taken to the fucking principal's office yeah. for it and her parents getting Why called Why do you go it. to but, school? <laughs> this is an issue. It, 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 if, my, if my parents, if my old man, when I was a kid, if, if, if my, if my uh, headmaster had called my old man and said, um, you come into the office, uh, Scott's bullied some kids over getting the goldfish, my dad would have been like, oh, fuck off. And he would, he would just, um, my dad wouldn't have come down to the school for that shit. Yeah, I mean, likewise, mate. Like, that, that would have never been anything that we would have yeah, that that would have never happened. Like it, and but it's also like I, I don't know. I, I wasn't necessarily the best kid at school, but it, it's fairly easy not to get sent to the principal's office. No, like yeah, it, I don't like. I, so Palmy doesn't believe that this is all you said. It sounded like you. I mean, you called her a dumbass, like, and <laughs> I feel like that's not all you said. There's no way that's all you said to go to the that other people notice this. Unless yeah. like, the gossip mill got on and then like they spread a rumour that you were like, I don't know, body shaming the fish, whoever the fuck these schools are getting in trouble about nowadays. I don't know. Yeah. Um, your, your parents you know, sound like arseholes as well though, because I, I, I mean like, if, if it's like, so my, so, but I, my mum would have, my mum is very petty. She's very much a Karen even though she's black. And she would have come into the school and be like, well, was he wrong? 
And yeah. if, the doc- if the teacher was like, well, no, he's not wrong, then my mum would be like, don't apologise. Like, the fact your parents are being mean to you now for not... I would have still been like, I can't believe you fucking made me come down to your school for this fucking horseshit. But yeah. I'd, I'd respect your right not to apologise. Like, if that's where... I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll be a marine biologist one day. Or maybe yeah. you Absolutely. I, I, I mean... <sighs> It's weird because I think they're both kind of, you know, it's the girl that was all about the goldfish. She's got straight on the internet and told her story. So, in a way, she's all got the same intentions as the girls to fucking put the goldfish in the fucking sea in the oh. first place. They, they wanted to get attention by putting it on the internet, and she's wanted to get attention for, for sticking up for the goldfish by putting it on the internet. So, they've kind of both got the same. Yeah, they're both, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, they're both saying, look how much we care about fish. And, 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 and <laughs> One of the, the only difference is one of them's got a bit more knowledge about it than the other, but they're both they're both trying to score points on the internet by saying, "Look how much I care about animals." <laughs> you know what I mean, fucking morons. Let's just say everyone's a bit of an arsehole on this one. Yeah, um, I would say so. Now, what's the next one? Am I the arsehole for kicking my friend out of the car? Earlier today, I was driving my friends back home after we worked out. We passed these two girls walking, and one of my friends rolled down the window and says, "I like those." Titties, oh my god! I like how I like how those titties jiggle. <laughs> how Bastard about you give the boys a flash? Oh my god! You have some Jeez. great friends, my friend. Um, yeah. Instantly, I got angry when he said that. I pulled around the corner and told him to get out. Okay, look, bro. Like, I know he like embarrassed. You're gonna you're gonna throw your friend down the street. I don't. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, the guy comes across as a total slick. Yeah, I mean, look, complete tosser. If, if you're going to be, if you're going to do the cat calling, maybe a little cheeky beep, like, all right, girls, how you doing? Like, fucking, can you shake your titties? Give me a flash. It's, yeah. it's, it's borderline, it's, 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 well, it's fucking sexual harassment, isn't it? And the problem yeah. is, that when you, when you put yourself with a driver's perspective, if those girls want to call the police, it's his number plate they're handed over, not his mates. 100%. So, like, if you're going to do that, make sure it's your fucking car. Yeah, I think I, I think I think that's where the mate's the arsehole. I think if it's his car, if it's your car, your rules. If I want to be a pervy creep, I'll do it in my car. If if I'm going to be harassing women, I ain't going to be doing it in someone else's motor. Because like you say, if they call the police, I'm going to report it. They're going to they're going to know the number plate in there. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I would probably I would probably still have dropped my mate home and just said you're a wanker. Don't talk to me for a couple of weeks. You pissed me off. I probably wouldn't have ditched him in the street. I mean, it depends how far from home he is. I mean, yeah. if he's well, ten minutes from up, there's no dramas, is it? There's more to the story. Let's, let's see, oh, let's go see on. how this go unfolded. On. He thought I was joking, but I wasn't, and he started arguing. Oh my god! So your friend, this guy's a brick, because like, what's he trying to defend? It's my right. <laughs> it's my right to see, tell her I like how those titties jiggle. All right, it's my right. Well, my God-given right. Um, he was saying it was just a joke. He was messing around. Everyone was on his side saying it wasn't a big deal. At, see, here's the thing. That's that's the point where you kind of do need to kick him out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> if, if everyone else is siding with him, he needs yeah. to know that this is not okay for him to do again. At least. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, though? It, 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 imagine if a plot twist. She'd gone, all right, then. And flash the tits. All of a sudden, he's a hero. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's he's one consensual woman away from being a bit of a legend. Like, I just got a girl that flashes her tits. Brilliant. But <laughs> it's not. But that's, but that's only going to be one in every five thousand women going to do that. If yeah. That. So, nah. Yeah, nah. The the, the friend is sounding like the arsehole. But uh, is there more to the story? Is it? Is it progressing to a yeah, fist fight? Nah, nah. So um, he lived the furthest away. Oh wait, 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 wait. 
so um, at first he he said at first he said he wasn't getting out, but then I said I was gonna snatch him out if he did. Oh, this okay, <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. It's your car, it's your property. He should get out. You say um, he de he finally did with no type of physical encouragement. Um, he lived the furthest, furthest, but I made him walk the rest of the way. Everyone else was still mad at me. I dropped them all off and went on my way. I called the guy I kicked out to make sure he got home safe <laughs> and told him to never say any shit like that around me ever again. He apologized, yeah. but was still mad because he thought me making him walk was too far. Um, do you know what? I don't think you're an arsehole. Like, uh, I, I don't think you're an arsehole at all. Well, once everyone no. else starts backing him up, I kick them out too. Fuck him. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's it's a case of if he's if he's had to walk twenty minutes, half an hour home. It's I mean, fuck me, it's not the biggest deal in the world, is it? I remember once me me and my friends left. I'm not particularly proud of this, but we we left my mate in Brighton. Um, he, he we we'd gotten a limo down there uh, from our friend's birthday. Like he, he'd splashed out this limo, and ba basically it was picking us up at about I think three a.m. when the club closed, right? And my my, my mate had pulled some girl, but he wasn't. He, he he was only sort of like I don't know. I think he'd gone to get some food with this girl or whatever. And this limo driver was telling us, well, "I've got to go." And we tried calling them a couple of times, but it weren't so we fucked off and left him. Now Brighton is an hour and a half away from where I live. Now he was legitimately pissed off of us for weeks, and I get that because we left him in Brighton. Yeah. But if, if it's a case of this dude's had to walk twenty minutes home from the gym, I mean, it's not the fucking biggest deal in the world, is it? it, it, yeah. it I, I don't. I don't think it's. Yeah, I, I, I'd be inclined to agree with you. I think the driver's in the right here. Yeah, I mean, it's plus you're you're obviously doing them all a favour if you're dropping them all off. So yeah. at, at the end of the day, your house, your rules, your car, your rules. And, Absolutely. Uh, good on you for setting your boundaries, mate. But yeah, I I, def I don't think I would have kicked my friend out of the car. But if when I no. said, yeah, dude, don't do that shit, he was like trying to define, defend it. The pettiness yeah. in me might be like, well, defend this walk home, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> defend no, defend this pedestrian my... path. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't have been as passionate about it to kick him out either, but I don't disagree with someone else who's going to do it. Like, yeah. you know, someone who's a bit more passionate about it than me. I, I would have been like, what are you doing, you dickhead? What are you doing? Like, I, 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 would, I would have had a word with him like, you know. But yeah, I don't know if I would have felt passionate enough about it to pull over and be like, get the fuck out of my car. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm quite I'm quite laid back. It probably wouldn't have been enough to, to rile me up that much, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I can see why it would. Yeah, fair. All right, next one. Am I an arsehole for putting sauce on my steak? Alright. I'm a 32-year-old male. I've been dating my girlfriend, a 32-year-old female, for just under a year. We have, I think, a really good relationship so far. I think is in brackets, by the way. Um, so, yeah. I'm, <laughs> so I'm a little puzzled by a fight we recently had and want to know if, it, if I was in the wrong. About a week ago, she asked me if I could come over to her house and make and make. Oh, if she could come over to my house and make me a nice meal. I told her, of course. Why would I turn that down? She came over the, uh, with a couple of porterhouse steaks, some corn on the cob, potatoes, asparagus. She proceeded to grill everything but the potatoes, which she boiled in the kitchen. Wait, this. I mean, so far this sounds great. And while yeah. she was busy cooking, I took it, I took it upon myself to set set out the table um, on my back deck. I included candles as well as we as uh, as what I considered basic spices and condiments such as salt, pepper, butter, and steak sauce. All right, so far this I mean nothing nothing uh, out of line. When my girlfriend served our two plates um, of food, she saw the bottle of steak sauce that I had included, 
and said, Oh, hell no. This is a good cut of steak, and I seasoned it well. Don't you dare put steak sauce on it. I did take a couple of bites um, of the meat naked, <laughs> but, um, but while it was tasty, I just really missed the slight tangy sauce. Um, and that it, I think it complemented um, even a good cut of meat. Um, I told her that. Um, I told her that she could continue. She couldn't have done a better job, but just due to my own taste, that I was going to use a small amount of sauce to enhance the flavour. The thing is, you know, you know this is exactly how he said it as well. <laughs> Just going to use a small, a wee amount of sauce to perforate my palate and make me enjoy this meal a little bit more. You know what I mean? Um, she got really mad at me. Yeah, because you're trying to patronise the shit out of her. Just be like, I want to use sauce. Like, it's, uh, okay. And she got really mad at me. I think that she was being unfair and that she took it personally. I just happened to like steak sauce, even though, even on a really good steak. But maybe she sprung, maybe she's, since she sprung for a couple of good cuts of meat and was nice enough to cook them for us, I should have just eaten my meal the way she wanted me to. What do you think? Was I wrong? Oh. I, I'm a sauce guy. I won't lie. I, yeah. I, 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 I like having... If I have a steak, I like putting peppercorn sauce on my steak. I'm, I'm a sauce guy, and I, 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 I would better do... I, I can see... I've had... I've had it, wasn't, it wasn't my wife, but I've had one of my mate's wives cook for me once, and she got a hump because I put sauce on something she cooked. I can't remember exactly what it was. It might have been a roast. I, 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 put, I put a little bit of ketchup on my meat, I think. She, she weren't happy with me at all. People get, they get funny about it because they're a bit like... They're, yeah. they're cooking alone, safely enough, but... I'm a, I'm, I'll always back the sauce guy. I'm, I'm a sauce guy, man. I, 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 I've got loads of hot sauces and that in the cupboard. I'm big on that, man. I, I, I would, I would back the sauce guy to the hills. Um, but I have been in that situation. I have had someone get the hump with me when, when I put sauce on, on, on food that they've cooked for me. But I don't get it. I don't get it. It's my personal choice. I, I don't, yeah. If you don't want me to put sauce on it, cook it better. Make it taste nicer. I should, like, do you know what I mean? Certain foods, I don't need a fucking sauce of it. I do love yeah. a sauce. I think it, I think it's just an extra element you can add to any dish, whether it's Absolutely. a gravy or it's a hot sauce or it's a vinaigrette yeah. or it's a little yeah. cream sauce. Like all of these things, they add extra depth. Do you know what I mean? You can't just say all Absolutely. sauce is bad. It, I mean, do you know what I mean? Maybe if you're like, look, if you'd made a fucking steak sauce, I wouldn't have put bought that put this fucking normal store bought steak sauce on the table. But you need to go through the extra lengths to make me a gravy <laughs> or a mint sauce to have with the steak. So what am I meant to have dry steak with boiled potatoes? Like, come uh, on, that, that's that's a dry dish without no matter how well she seasoned it. Steak and potatoes about any kind of sauce yeah. or con that, that's a dry dish, man. And I love steak, but it is. And I'm assuming if this is an American person who's told this story, the steak sauce they're probably referring to is A1 steak sauce, hey, which is great, great steak sauce, mate. Lovely sauce, mate. Lovely sauce. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be straight, straight, straight backing up the sauce guy. I'm straight backing up the dude on this one, man. Uh, like, uh, I think no matter how well you season a meat, like, uh, uh, you know... Uh, even the best steakhouses in London, you get you get the option of a sauce of them. You know, when you go yeah. to you go to Gaucho, they offer you they offer you what kind of sauce you want with your steak. It's, it's not unusual to have a sauce on a steak. No, so no. I, I don't, it's, you know, it's, it's you more have unusual best. not to have a sauce. Yeah, or, absolutely. With your steak, do you know what I mean? Even it's like a little bit of olive oil or something, just to make it that like you know that little bit. 
more juicy. Like it coats your mouth a bit better. It's like you know you're bringing out some of the those more you know grassy flavors or whatever fucking chefs say. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm team sauce as well, mate. Like I love mayonnaise. I love. I'm not a big fan of ketchup, but ketchup with eggs and ketchup with hash browns. The only condiment yeah. you can have with them. Um, actually, yeah, brown I sauce as well. Brown sauce, I fuck with. Yeah, I agree. Ke- ketchup only suits certain dishes. What what pisses me off? I've, I've got a mate. I go Nando's with. He puts ketchup on his Nando's, and that fucks me off, right? Because what, what are you doing it? If you're just having chicken and chips with ketchup, you don't need to come to Nando's. There's less expensive places you can buy. <laughs> Nando's for very very sauce. Surely, I yeah, you're what- only paying for the sauce. <laughs> That's the only reason you go there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, uh, that's a big bugbear for me. If I go down to someone and they put ketchup on their fucking shit, I'm like, what? I don't even know what you're doing it. I don't. I don't. It's, it's nuts to me. I, I've got a big, big, big issues with that. But other than that, no, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's ketchup. It suits a. It suits a fry up. It suits certain dishes. But yeah, I'm not a massive fan of it like you. I prefer. I, I put sriracha sauce over in front of the moment. Oh, it's a bastard. I fucking love, dude. Do you know what? Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the combination. This will change your life. Yeah. Go on. A little bit of olive oil. Yep. Six cloves of garlic. Yeah. Tablespoon of your favourite hot sauce. Yeah. Yep. Then, um, like twice as much uh, apple cider vinegar as the uh, oil. Yeah. Then some like you know if you've got some chili oils or some like uh, chili flakes or whatever, throw those in. Yeah. Yeah. Throw yourself yeah. in like a little mint leaf. Yeah. Bit of ginger, knob of ginger, yeah. <laughs> and then just blend the fuck out of that. Yeah. And this I call this sauce my Darnell's makes anything better sauce, alright? It you you can throw this shit in a gravy, it'll make it better. You can throw this shit on a burger, it'll be fucking great. You can add it yeah. to some mayo, you get like perfect spice season to make mate, I promise you, this is a it's a masterpiece. I'm game, I'm game, I'm it, game. So we've got olive oil, garlic, ginger, mint leaf, spit 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 sauce and some chili oil, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and don't forget the apple cider vinegar. That's oh yeah, and then a tablespoon or two tablespoons of honey. That's what ties everything together. Yeah, we've got honey. Do you know? I actually think we've got all of those things. That's we, what we, I mean. We've Everyone has all those things. <laughs> I do. I think, I think we've got everything bar the mint leaf. I think we've got everything. <laughs> if you've not got a mint leaf, throw in a fresh bay leaf, mate. Throw in some fresh thyme. Throw in whatever fresh seasonings you've got. Throw, throw in a scallion. I don't know. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> But yeah, the, your girlfriend's an asshole, mate. Like, just be like, if she's getting this mad about sauce, this is not going to last long. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She sounds, she sounds a bit tightly wound. Like, because well, I don't like dry meat. Oh, come on, love. There's bigger yeah. things going on. Yeah, come on, mate. There's people dying. You complain, <laughs> complain that I want a one with my steak. It's steak That's sauce. It. Yeah, <laughs> it was for the dish you've prepared, love. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's like being mad. Someone's using Windex to clean a window. So what would you prefer? Use fairy liquid. Yes, the fairy. Use I use fairy liquid. I made this window special, so that you won't need to use wind. Like no, it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. But now nah, let's get on to. Uh, we'll, we'll call this the last semi the arsehole. Save myself yep. some. Uh, save myself some editing. But this one had a funny title, and I wanted to. Uh, wanted to read it. Mate. So hi Go there. Uh, that's what it says. Uh, I recently moved to a nice to a new city and joined a local gym. I've always worked out in my apartment before, but this new apartment does not have does oh at the my okay the gym at her apartment before, but this new apartment doesn't have one. So I joined a local chain gym. Um, when I work out, I usually wear compression shorts and a t-shirt, mostly because I find that the most comfortable for the types of exercises I do. Um, however, a couple of weeks ago after joining. 
um, I had a I had a woman come up to me and tell me I needed to put pants on. This wasn't a gym staff, but just another member. I asked her if I asked her if there was any rule or dress code that specified that, and she said she didn't know. But I was exposing myself, which is inappropriate. This woman sounds like a bitch. Yep. Yeah. Dude, if I'm at the gym and I've got half my bollock hanging out because my shorts are so short, don't come up yeah. to me and tell me how to wear my shorts, right? I don't come uh, to your yeah. place of work and slap the dick out of you, man. You don't come <laughs> to me when I'm halfway through a work. It can ruin the whole feel of a workout. A lot of workouts psychological. How comfortable yeah. you feel is how good you work out. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're going on a run and you get that runner's high, a lot of that is because you're not thinking about any of the bullshit. You're just providing yeah. free bullshit to ruin my workout. Ugh. Yeah, I would have knocked the woman out. I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't be doing. Do you know what? I, I find with that, what well, I'd almost go the other way. I'd almost, I'd turn up next week in tighter shorts. I think I'd almost want to antagonise the situation just to piss her off. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't stand that. Like, but people, like, if it was a member of the staff, saying that you can't come to this gym, it's too. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. Store policy, you know, is one thing. Yeah, so if, if it's just some up and cow who, who, who wants to come over and give you a, a five pence when you when you ain't asked for it, nah, I'd be. There, there's no way. I, I'm not gonna. Why am I gonna pander to her? Oh, oh fucking... wow! I, I just read a little bit ahead, and this is a this is a bit this is a bit of a plot twist. All right, go on. For the record, my compression shorts are not translucent or anything. They are grey, heather, or black fabric, depending on the pair. Um. What she is referring to, though, is the bulge. This is a guy. Uh, that changes the whole story. <laughs> Why are you wearing compression shoes? Okay. Okay, I mean... Okay, okay. Um, what she is referring to, though, is the bulge, which obviously is visible when wearing compression shorts. Yeah, bro. If your dick is obviously visible... Yeah. Like, can't, like... Uh, that ch that has yeah. changed the whole story for me. It, it it has a bit for me as well. I I I remember when I was at a gym, I was in one of the previous gyms I was at. There was there was there was a guy that would wear. There was a sauna afterwards, and me me me, me and my mate when we got the gym, we'd always go for a sauna afterwards. Yeah. And this guy, this this old man would come in, and he little this pair of pants you've ever seen in your life. And they weren't even trunks, man. They were just pants, and he's just coming in this sauna, <laughs> and we'd immediately be like. Fuck's sake, like you know, like, we'd give it about thirty seconds to be polite, then we'd leave. Like you know, yeah. it, it was yeah. No, Bullets I think the clock. Yeah, I think we, women are more inclined to get away with it. Not and not this isn't a sexism thing, but it's a case of women's uh, men have got the bulge. Women's stuff is is all a bit neater down there, isn't it? You know, there's yeah. nowhere as blood. It, it's it's all hanging out. Uh, yeah, no. It, <laughs> I'm, 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 I might be I might be team bitch all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like a bitch now. Like I don't understand why you want the whole world to see your dick. Like it, yeah. it's like what you're saying. Like women, everything's a bit cleaner down there. Less like protruding things. Less you know. Yeah. They have boobs, so they they cover a bit more up top. We cover a Absolutely. bit more downstairs. It's just one of those natural things in life. You do it to make everyone else in the room feel more comfortable. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, and a dude, and a dude who's wearing shorts that tight, and if he's got a bit of a bulge, he must be at least semi-aware that that's that's you know yeah, you, you think to yourself he's paying attention to it. Do you know what I mean? Well, he just said it's obviously visible, so he yeah he does know it's fully that like uh, okay. I told yeah. her I don't believe there is any issue of my shorts and put my headphones back in. Well, I respect your pride and I respect your confidence, but there is a big issue here. 
Um, a couple yeah. of weeks later, I had a different woman come up to me and do a similar thing. She came to me and asked, are you going to put pants on, dude? To which I told her I was wearing shorts. <laughs> oh my God. The gym itself hasn't talked to me about this, as far as I'm aware. Um, it's not that unusual to wear compression shorts, nor do I see how they are really any different than leggings, um, which are very common. I can understand the visible bulge may make some people uncomfortable, but how hard is it just not to look at it? Oh, do you know what? So this is a thing. This is like a weird, like, double standard thing. Because if yeah. there was a girl in the gym and she wasn't wearing much, I'd be like, you let that woman dress how she wants to dress, yeah? <laughs> but when it's this guy and people, everyone can see his nuts, yeah? I'm like, send him to prison. Like, send this man to jail. I don't know why it seems so much more aggressive, but like... Do you know what, though? In fairness, it sounds like the two people that have come up to him have both been women. And yeah. and, and and the thing is, I, I, I will say that boobs are at least nice to look at. Like, the penis and bollocks <laughs> are quite unattractive to look at. I mean, they're not... They're, people have never looked at a pair of bollocks and gone, oh, they look nice. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's like... Yeah. It's, it's not a particularly attractive body part. And... I, I don't know, and also in terms of a bulge, it is difficult not to look at it when it's there. I, I watched um, I watched the film the other day. What what I do on my podcast is we review childhood films as adults and kind of look at it again and kind of. Oh, that from sounds like a yeah, it's it's cool. But boy, we did the labyrinth the other day. I don't know if you've seen it with David Bowie. Yeah, it absolutely is. Completely agree with you, but there's a scene in that where Bowie's got this bulge in his fucking shorts and. You can't not see. He's got these tight shorts and he plays the Goblin King, and yeah. you can't not pick the bulge. So oh, when Goblin when, King, come on, bro. Yeah, but, <laughs> as his own connotation gives that name, doesn't it? <laughs> but that you couldn't in that scene. All you're looking at is his bulge. So if yeah. this dude's rocking about a pair of David Bowie shorts at the gym, saying, "Oh, it's not difficult not to look at," it, I can assure you, it, I can assure you, it's like car crash mentality when you can't stop looking at it. Yeah, like morbid curiosity, and that, that's what it. Because sometimes you see, like you see, like a woman at the gym, she's felt a bit confident that day. Yeah. No matter whether she's twenty pounds to twenty kg overweight, she's felt yeah. confident. She's decided to wear something revealing, and even though you might not necessarily be attracted to the female form that she's putting off for that day. Um, you can't yeah. look away. Do you know what I mean? But it's one of yeah, those yeah. things where even that is less. It makes me grimace less than a bulge. I, I don't know why. I, yeah. I guess it seems more aggressive. I don't know. I, bro, I think I think just wear some different shorts. Like, if if your argument is that well, girls can wear what they want. It's like yeah, well they don't have dicks, and everyone can see yeah. a dick, and no one wants <laughs> to see a dick. No, no one wants to see a dick. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I think I think it's different just because I just think oh our genitalia is just not as um it, it's it's not as nice to look at i think generally <laughs> and i think women would say that i don't think uh, there are there are the, 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 it's just not a particularly it's, attractive yeah, it's, not, it's not like um it's just one of those things it's like a, a steak looks lo- a lot better than a hamburger like when do you know what i mean when you take all the it's just one of those things some things look better than others um, yeah absolutely <laughs> Dicks are dicks, and I think that's that. We'll leave. We'll we'll end on that. I think that'll be the moral of this podcast. No one wants to see your dick, man. No one wants to see your dick. Remember that. Take that with you as you go to bed. But thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for coming on, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. It's really fun. And uh, until next time, guys. Have a beautiful day. Nice one. Cheers, everyone. Boom. All right. Thank you for listening to Darn.exe.